Welcome, everybody, to the Beacon of Light podcast this evening. Tonight, we're with Dr. Frank Kendrella. And so we are really excited to have him here. But before we get talking to him, we need to jump in to this. I'm April Tribe Juke. Welcome to the Beacon of Light podcast. I believe we are all made with light, and light is hope. This podcast brings authors who write stories of hope to all of you. Your journey to be inspired and amplified by these stories starts now. And we are back. Thank you, everybody, for popping in here. And as you come in, please share with us where you are from. And speaking of that, I am broadcasting tonight from Twin Falls, Idaho. And Dr. Frank, where are you broadcasting from this evening? I'm from uh, Western Pennsylvania, just northwest of Pittsburgh. Okay, a lot to spell out there. There might be a name sign for that, but I don't know it. So got to spell that sucker out. Well, welcome to this evening's podcast. And if anyone read through the description tonight, we had a lot of questions about things. And as you can see running on the ticker underneath us tonight, he has an amazing book called Two Are Better Than One. So, yeah, there it is, right there. Get the smiles going on. So, um, Frank has a really great way of sharing story. And what's really fun is that this is our second week for um, fictional uh, writing to help express really poignant things in our lives today. And so, Dr. Frank, tell us a little bit about um, how you got started with writing this book. Yeah, sure. So basically, it was a lifetime journey. Um, it was something that was on my heart for most of my life. And a, a couple of years ago, I just decided to put it down on paper, basically, as they say. Um, I didn't want my grandkids, I have six of them, uh, ranging from 21 down to five years old. And I didn't want them to get to a stage of their life where they didn't know what happened in my life. So I decided to write it as a historical fiction type of book with eight main points that I put in the book. Amazing. And I love that legacy ability so that grandkids can pick it up and read it and then pass it even on to theirs. So so this is going to be multi-generational uh, mm -hmm. as impact, but not only just within the close family. I've seen the impact within other um, groups as well as, as being con connected to other authors and how they have also expressed the the love for this particular book and and in this book we we kind of start off right in the middle of a, of a story right and right. share with us how that idea kind of came about so the very first part of the book is the main character is michael and i picked the name michael from my middle name my, my name is frank michael Candrella uh, jr so it was uh named after my dad. And so Michael is in this, a situation very similar to many other people in their life. Uh, him and his wife, they had a blowout fight. And he leaves and he just starts driving and he ends up in a town where he has no idea where he's at. And unfortunately or fortunately, however it is, is that a police officer knocks on the window and the story goes from there. Great and setup. And so the interesting thing, and I just really want to throw this out. If uh, if you do take, to, you know, anyone who takes time to read the book, everything in the book is based on something that actually happened. Now there might be composite characters or composite scenes. So literally in the book of where uh, Michael's woke up by a 
police officer. That actually happened to me. It wasn't after a fight. I was coming home um, from work. It was a very long week, and I pulled over to take a nap. And I wake up, and I have a ticket on my window. So I took the situation a little different. So the officer that I dealt with wasn't as kind as the officer that Michael deals with. And that's where the story goes. Right. And, and in knowing that part, it, it's really interesting how many of the events in our life can have an impact on the stories that we mm-hmm. share, right? right. And I'm, sure, I'm sure there's parts of that story that you willingly share with those that you want to give a warning to. And yeah. There might be others where like, let's take the Michael path. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is directed. I love it. In fictional, the the license is just open to right. allow the creativity to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really um, spot on about the the argument between a husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that that happens in your life? It happens. We've been together, my wife and I, will be forty four years, and uh, so yeah, we've had um, our share. <laughs> I think. It is true. And I I think that's just part of communicating, getting along and not getting along and sharing opinion and sometimes um, letting go of the right and just sharing with how we can have peace. And Mm -hmm. it it varies. And I'm sure there's many times as wisdom dictates, Mm -hmm. right, as Mm we um, age with that wisdom, thankfully, (laughs) As the gray hair comes in or right. the hair falls out, <laughs> wisdom is usually replaced because experience really has a big teaching part of this. Mm-hmm. So for Michael within the book, did he have um, within himself uh, a direction? Did he know kind of his life, what he wanted in the future? Or at this point, is is he feeling a little lost? Yeah, so he believed Uh, And you would see the in the book as you go through it, he believed that he knew what he was doing, but he really didn't. And so he was actually living like too many people do. He was living somebody else's life for him. And um, in my experience, um, you know, I'm 65 years old. And so my experience is this, is that too often I see folks that are living the life that somebody else wanted for them, whether it be a parent, school teacher, whomever it might be. And they ended up living that life and they get to a certain place where they're making a lot of money and they look successful, but they're not happy. And that was Michael. Yeah. And, and not the, the not happiness is a really interesting connection. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of prompted here to, to remember. Um, sometimes the focus on finances uh, maybe because they're really limited mm-hmm. or maybe because they become abundant. Mm-hmm. If we've lost the joy within our life, mm-hmm. that, that tool base, you know, what can you do with it? There's something that that's amiss. And so you and I talked a little bit about, about this off camera and mm-hmm. that the concept really is that discussion of, it's not really finances and what have you, but, God gives us gifts, right? right? And in these gifts, they're meant to do something. So mm-hmm. share a little bit about that idea with our audience tonight. Sure. So if anybody 
follows me on Facebook or social media uh, in sense of Instagram. So you'll see it on the ticker below, So which is why I put that on there. Every single day, I try to use one piece of the acronym that I follow, ICE. Inspire, challenge, encourage. Every single person has gifts, something given to them from the Lord. And it might be creative. It might be the ability to write, whatever it might be. Not that writing isn't creative, but it could be anything that's out there. And my personal opinion is, is that rather than criticize, because I've said this before quite often, there's never been a statue erected to a critic, but get out there and encourage people, challenge them in a sense of challenge them. What I mean, and challenge them, challenge them in a positive manner, challenge them in a manner that's going to go out and do something. So one thing that I try to do is every single day, and I've done this for many, many years, I post at least one post every single day with an image in it with something encouraging, challenging, thoughtful, whatever it might be. Um, I Quite often, I'll even do two or three. The other thing that I do is I, I print off uh, cards, you know, birthday cards, Christmas cards, whatever, cards of encouragement, and send them to people. I send them to local first responders, different people saying, hey, thinking of you, praying for you, whatever it might be. That's what I'm referring to. And if you start to look to life through that lens, no pun intended, but it could be because it's photography, um, is, but if you look at life through that lens, you start to look at it and you say, I'm not going to complain about something because I can do this to try to make it a little bit better. Right. Um, and then the complaining is something really uh, interesting. I, I kind of came across this, this concept about having a complaint free day at least mm-hmm. one time a week yeah and i'm like oh okay we can do that <laughs> about 10 minutes i'm like oh my gosh i caught myself yeah. wanting or just starting uh, some type of complaint mm-hmm. and i'm like am i doing that out of habit do i really want to complain about that and for myself it was just really habit what i found interesting was this habit was around certain people mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i thought huh i mean these are people who i work with and you know i can't just like pop away and get out and there wasn't anything grand and big but everything starts small right by right. small and simple things do great things come to pass mm-hmm. <laughs> and it can be on both sides so the wearing away of your heart or the hardening of your heart really mm-hmm. happens in these small little bits. So I love the idea that the images and these positive things that you project out there are small and simple. And in the small and simple ways, a lot of things can really have an impact that we might never even understand. But mm-hmm. the one receiving it, it it can right. be that part to the heart right. that just starts them maybe on a different you know, journey. Mm-hmm. And that, that's right. something positive. So I love how you've taken your gifts and talents from God and knowing that it comes from photography and sharing with that. I know the ones that have touched me that you've posted have definitely have to do with nature. Mm. And I find, I find the, the Lord's fingerprints all over that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is something really uplifting. And uh, I have to say this, no offense, Texas, but I missed my mountains. Yeah. If you grew up in a certain place, there's just home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I grew up in Texas and I came with her, maybe I think the mountains would fall on top of me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But when you when you have something that you miss, and just seeing some of those pictures with that that mm-hmm. 
me together again, it's very uplifting for the soul. And Mm -hmm. you find some of that happiness to really Mm -hmm. motivate you, like you said, the ice, motivate you through that inspiration and challenging somebody else to that. Do you find that people take up your challenge? Yes. So um, we, I, I lead a variety of small groups or groups within our church in the sense is that we oversee a lot of photography. We, uh, we, we do a lot of event coverage. And so we, we, I teach photography. I try to encourage them to do the same, uh, same thing, other photographers. And I, I try to, to inspire others to do something with something that's not so much unique, but I find it interesting. And what I mean is uh, on Facebook, I have I don't know, a couple of thousand followers. And so every single day there's somebody, somebody's birthday, quite often might be 10 or 15. So not only do I take time to wish them happy birthday, but I give them a birthday card image. You know, it's an image with happy birthday on it. So one of the images that I think are nice, uh, one of my better ones, I will wish them that. And that encourages others because I've seen others now doing the same thing. Many, many other people that have that I'm friends with on Facebook or Instagram or whatever is they're doing very similar. And so, yeah, people are taking that that challenge up without even it being a challenge. Right. And I think that's one of our best types of challenges is not is kind of falling into that that inspiration that allows us to to want to encourage that moving forward mm-hmm. and in that movement of forwardness i know you have some challenges in your own life um and with that how do you inspire others maybe within your own family to find the positive in the day or to help them find their gifts one thing that i do and if somebody those that hang around me quite often know that i enjoy a good joke um, I would have to say that it comes back from my mom. It's more like puns, you know, like play on word type of jokes more than anything else. Um, but I try to do that. There's times it gets me in trouble because, you know, some people don't like everything to be a joke, but, you know, that's all like this. Um, but that's one thing I try to do, try to look at humor. Um, the other thing, and I'll be very serious, is, and um, I'll, I'll give a verse of scripture. It's Colossians 3, 23 and 24. And basically what it says is, whatsoever you do, do it hardly unto the Lord, not unto men. And the reason is that is that whatever I'm doing, even though a person receives it, I'm doing it for the Lord. And I encourage that for everybody. It's the easiest way I can explain it. And that's even going back even to the book. That's why we wrote it. It was more to encourage people um, through the Lord. Right. That is really, uh, I think the power of that encouragement, it, it helps in maybe, maybe giving a foundation where mm-hmm. possibly over the time and, and maybe in these um, new generations, they haven't spent as much time with God. Mm-hmm. And I actually just had a conversation about this, today at lunch very interesting we were just asking what are some of your traditions for this easter week as the holy week is upon us and how we celebrate a resurrection this weekend and you know they they shared and like oh you know good to understand and hear and one said you know i really haven't been back to church Mm. probably since covid started and then she kind of fell into just thinking 
right? Mm. And he says, we, we actually found a church that we liked. I don't know why we're not really going. And she started, you know, just to, to reflect. And it just started with a, a, you know, a simple conversation. Who knows where things can go, but the thinking is there. I didn't say come to this or you should go to there or, mm -hmm. you know, I, it was the thinking I think, which was mm -hmm. so great and me to be still mm -hmm. and, and allow her that time to just kind of think about things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that part of watching and listening, that's a huge gift. So mm -hmm. how many of you are out there saying, I can't do photography. I can't paint. I can't all of the can't, 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 can't. I, I believe you can listen. Mm -hmm. Probably, right. <laughs> I think yes. you can share a word of encouragement mm -hmm. and send a positive text. Mm -hmm. you know, we're going simple here. And the simple doesn't always make it easy. Mm -hmm. The simplicity of how God asks us to connect mm -hmm. together is really can be that movement back towards him. So, mm -hmm. yeah, really, really great. So how in your in your characters in the book, mm -hmm from this big argument that's happened right do they ever resolve it are there uh, or is that going to give too many things away i mean i want to give away the whole book yeah. <laughs> so yeah so we'll, so so again we'll put this up so you understand it so the cover here is me you can see that this is me i took a picture of me and this is was on a trip and you'll see that there's two two chairs and so this these are actually i talked and we made this so the point of it is this so to answer your question is Michael meets multiple people through his journey. It's, it occurs over a weekend, um, a little bit, a long weekend. It was a holiday weekend. And he meets a variety of people that gives him insight into life. But the most important life, and the book is all about relationships, but the most important relationship, and that's what the two are better than one is, is the relationship with God. It doesn't arrive the message doesn't arrive from a typical person that you would expect and not without don't want to give it away but i will say this one point and this is as as authors we'll, we'll go this so i had the book entirely written and this one section wasn't in there and i sent it in to get it edited and i just couldn't sleep over it and i and i write wrote three four extra chapters put them in there and that made the whole book, it, it brought it full circle, basically, as far as uh, two are better than one. And not giving it away, but Michael gets the answer that he's looking for, but he didn't even know he was looking for it. So it's one of those things that was, the answer is hiding in plain sight, is, is a statement that's often stated. And um, that's where it went with in the book. And the biggest thing is, Abby, his wife, is brought into the discussion in the sense is that she's brought totally up to speed along with Michael and they do the journey together. So initially the book starts off with this. We'll give some of it away, but it's, it's an easy read. They start off as a, a horrific fight, but they're brought back together and everything in the book is based upon things that, you know, I said just before is that happened in life. Some things are, 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 composites some things are a little bit stretching of items but everything happened there was no there's no make-believe and it's actually based upon 
where I live, as far as like the, the country, uh, we live out in the country and things like that. And so uh, the point of the book, I guess I'm really trying to state is that Michael finds the answer, but he didn't know that he needed that answer. So, so I know I said it twice, but that's the most important piece. Right. And that discovery, mm -hmm. I'd love to see out there, how many of you have found answers that you didn't even know you were actually looking for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's an experience as of late, and I've been asking, Holy Father, do we pray for a miracle? And the answer is yes. I'm thinking, well, what, what kind of miracle? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I yeah. know that sounds kind of maybe odd, but at, at first I was thinking, well, should it be like this type, that type? Almost like I was shopping. Hmm, which mm -hmm. miracle do I want? <laughs> Just kind of asking different kinds of questions. And in this thought process and, and going through, the answers have come where you're thinking, oh, probably be in this area. Nope, mm -hmm. it was over. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. oh, it was right. over here. Right. And yeah. so those experiences, I think, drive even deeper because mm -hmm. There could be a little bit of a fear that goes with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, but I was, I was, I got that I about four times. I was planning mm -hmm. on, X, Y, and C. Oh, your plan. Oh, okay, over here. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's just those moments where, and I think that's some of the humor of the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Is that sometimes I feel this almost literal pat on my head, like, oh, you're so sweet. Yeah, we're going this way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You just sometimes never know. And as a character in a book, you kind of play that role of mm -hmm. how are we going to um, put this in this character's mind, right? Right. It's kind of fun to see the the action actually happen mm -hmm. and watch the readership go. Huh, hey. Huh. Mm -hmm. there. And that that's really fun and and enjoyable. So, what has been the response on your book? The response of all has been very positive. And I guess a few things with it is, as I put in the blog post, is that there are eight items that I really wanted to emphasize. And as folks go through them, that is what is a positive piece, is that it's a book for people that actually don't like to read. And it's kind of interesting because um, many people that have commented or emailed me or text message or whatever is stated i don't like to read but i read your book completely and so i, I wrote it in a manner that it could be read, uh, read in a couple hours and it, it isn't deep in the senses it's not like a um, textbook but there's a lot of information in there it's basically everything i learned up to where i wrote it as far as life for success in life in a sense is it doesn't necessarily have to be always just financial it's just life success and there's a lot of life quotes I put in there, quotable quotes as they stay. And um, and just things that touched my heart throughout life. And that's what I put in the book. Wonderfully said. Really well said. Well, with our time kind of closing in here, mm -hmm. what is it that you would like to share with the world since you have this microphone now yeah. out there? What is your message and a beacon of light that you can share with everyone? is that everybody has a calling on their life. 
God gifted everybody uniquely. There's nobody else exactly like you. There might be other photographers. There might be other writers. There might be other business people, but there's nobody like you. God has gifted you specific to impact the world for him to better the world. It's the easiest way to explain it there. The other side of that I really want to explain is, is that the two are better than one that's in here. That's the two part of this, although it's about a relationship between Michael and his wife, it's between Michael and the Lord, which is the most important important part of the two. And that's the message I want to state. And how can we best develop that relationship with God? Ask him for guidance. Ask the Holy Spirit, how, how can I serve you? And so in the book, uh, Michael is given those steps. And so I will encourage the reader to read it not so much for anything other than the fact is to take that message and give it to someone else. And then that basically, as we all know, uh, with God, all things are possible. And ask him for the guidance, ask him for the strength, ask the Holy Spirit to, to give direction on where they should go in their life and how they can help others. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Well, you guys have been issued a challenge to read this book, find out those eight steps, and find out for yourself how you can improve your relationship with God. Thank you so much, Dr. Frank, because two are really better than one. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you tonight. Bye-bye.